Bonjour, and welcome to my podcast, My Way of Thinking, or My What, for sure, hosted by me, Lee Greeno, here live from the Man Cave every week. I uh, hope you're all doing well. I know it's been a bit of a shitty week, to um, say the least, with the lockdown, things happening, and no one's sure what's going on, and it's a bit of a kerfuffle. Kerfuffle, a lot of word. I don't know where, where's that come from? Anyway, <laughs> I do digress. Now, my way I think is all about us, amazing human beings that all have a story to tell. Now, those stories can vary massively, but with the guests I'll be interviewing, you'll always be able to take a little bit of our voice or insight in how extraordinary we can all be. It's been a long day. Uh, now, remember four rules, one, no bullshitting, two, no judging, three, no negativity, and four, have fun. Now, today I'm talking to Taylor James, host of uh, the great podcast, The Waffle Shop. Uh, Love speaking to him as a local lad. We really clicked and had a right laugh. Now, there are important themes here. Of course, there are. He struggled uh, with his mum being very ill, uh, but came through at the other side by using the podcast as a way of therapy. So, you know, fair play to him. I just really enjoyed this. So make sure you're listening right to the end. Uh, This is me speaking with Taylor. Okay, so welcome to uh, My Way of Thinking. I have a brilliant guest on today. This is Taylor. How are you, Taylor, this morning? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. An absolute honour. Well, that's a bit too much, really. Pleasure. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) I know, yeah. Try to make you feel comfortable before I slaughter you. Um, (laughs) Not really. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't hang up. No one's hanged up on the podcast yet. Can you imagine doing a podcast and the screen goes blank? You're like, uh... There's been a few times that it's got to that point on mine. (laughs) Maybe I'll try it one day. Get a guest and just try it. Someone I hate. But I don't we have like a race and see who can get like hung up on first. <laughs> yeah, we should we'll do, that. Time we should do that. <laughs> we could do it on Zoom, couldn't we? We could have like four <laughs> rectangles, one underneath you, one underneath me. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, planned. Right, so Taylor Patterson, thank you ever so much for coming on. Uh, local lad, as myself, which we just found out, uh, well, we knew before. Um, but I'm across the border, but we won't say where where we're from no. because that'll confuse people listening across, you know, in other <laughs> countries. Middle of England, that's the best way to uh, yeah. say it. So anyway, when I get my guests on, I always like to start, um, because we can get quite deep in the middle of the podcast, I like to start with some funny stories. I do read the news, but it annoys me that I enjoy reading the news because the stories are so shite at the minute. <laughs> um, so when I see funny ones, I love it. Uh, so let me tell you about a couple which will uh, crack you up today. Right, well, I hope they'll crack you up. Right, now the first <laughs> one is about this couple. Uh, they were going to get married. Of course, we're locked down. That's all gone tits up. Uh, and what they did, they left their wedding planner in stitches after revealing their idea for getting around coronavirus restrictions and to have 50 guests attend their big day. Uh, currently in England, only 30 people are permitted to attend a wedding. Uh, but the rule caused a bit of an issue for Romany and Sam uh, Rodini-Smith from Bramley, Guildford. Uh, and at the time of planning the wedding, they had 100 guests. So they were initially to get uh, married in July, but pushed it back to August. But because of social distancing, they were unab- unable to have a, a full wedding reception. 
So they ended, but they did end up having 50 guests without breaking the law. You know what they did? Instead of having loved ones in person, they spent £2,000 on cardboard cutouts of their guests. No way. <laughs> the pictures are awesome. Um, so, yeah, so what they did, you know, you can get these life size cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah. Two grand on them. And uh, we had about 100 guests on our guest list, Ramoni said. Uh, but when coronavirus hit, we had to rework our plans. At the end of the day, we just wanted to get married. Um, one of my bridesmaids lives in Nashville, and she was unable to attend. So we joked about having her as a cardboard cutout. Um, we got all our guests to send a picture of us, uh, of them, and it went from there. Uh, the, wood, the wedding planner loved it. It worked out the same price as it would have been to have them all here, and we saved on booze. <laughs> I think that is the way to go for fa- all family occasions. Genius, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about conversation either. No, there's always, always like guaranteed to be, especially in my family, there's always guaranteed yeah, to yeah. have some argument. Yeah. And, um, and the a- leftover buffet yes there's more leftover food yeah you always get someone who robs the uh pineapple sausage sticks which really oh, I, was gonna say, I thought you meant the buffet because i've i'm that person who steals i oh, went to I my am. mate's engagement party yeah. and you know he woke up next to his like future wife i woke up next to like trays of sausage rolls <laughs> <scotch eggs. laughs> and oh, my sister was a vegetarian at the time yeah and i even robbed a tray of vegetarian food that's hardcore that is hardcore so, yeah i'm oh, that love, person i love the old buffets they don't do them like that anymore do they no definitely not but uh, if you get a chance have a look on the just google it but there's a picture of her with her bridesmaids and th- three of them are alive and real <laughs> uh, and one's just a cardboard cutout and it's just perfect it looks so funny um and of course some of the guests sent in really ridiculous pictures of themselves not wearing really ridiculous t-shirts and in their slippers um so yeah love that story i think more people should do that definitely so that's first one uh then the next one um not very organized come on here we go uh the next one is this one which made me laugh now you talk about vegetarian and vegan which is a big thing now. I mean, vegetarian has been around mm. for a long time. Veganism seems to be going through the roof. Uh, and that's great if you can stick to that kind of thing. I just, I'm terrible at stuff yeah, like that. I, I, can't, I can't. Yeah. I love, I love food. I tried to become vegetarian once. Um, and at the end of the week, I went, there you go. I've done it. It was easy. I didn't realize that you couldn't include fish. <laughs> so I've been having fish and chips all week. for that. <laughs> So I was like, mm. at least you tried. That's, that's I, I the did. I was pescatarian for a week. There you <laughs> that's <go>. the word. <laughs> anyway, a chef at a restaurant in Australia shared a screenshot, a screenshot of an Uber Eats order that included a cheeky request, a request uh, making a slight change to a vegan burger. Uh, now, the order was received by the restaurant in Australia from a cust- customer named Aiden uh, with a line cook sharing a screenshot on Reddit saying possibly the best uber request ever now what this guy had done he put a request so what happened is his wife's vegan which obviously she makes him be vegan you're gonna have a vegan burger (laughs) and what he'd done he sent a message to the chef saying he put me a slice of cheese in there (laughs) (laughs) crafty little slice of cheese 
Bless him. Uh, this is this is the note he wrote. He says, I know it's a little weird for a vegan burger, but I'm not actually vegan. My missus just won't let me eat the beef burger. Um, she said, uh, on that, but, uh, so can you pretty please put a little bit of cheese on my vegan burger and keep it quiet? Uh, have an awesome night. How good's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could be with someone who made me I know, yeah. Able to have me. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, loads of people, I mean, loads of people commented, uh, said my heart goes out to this king. <laughs> uh, a second said, homie gets two slices and some bacon hidden between them. <laughs> Light a candle for him. I know, bless him. I feel for him. He needs to, he needs to get rid of his missus. I mean, you know. Come on. Uh, and anyway, one more story. Now, I usually say two, but I spotted this one. Uh, and this one, oh my God, this one made me wince. Uh, so you'll have to get ready for this one. Uh, university student, Sirapar Muscata, ran out of the bathroom with his pants around his ankles uh, when he found blood, uh, spurting out, and guess what that was from? I know this is going to make your mind blown. Uh, what? A, a teenager has been rushed to the hospital after a snake bit his penis as he sat on the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, this guy went to the loo on Tuesday evening when he felt a sudden searing pain in his manhood. Uh, the university student looked down and saw a python with its jaw clamped round the tip of his penis. Uh, 18, Sirifo, 18, yelled in terror as he ran out of the bathroom with his pants around his ankles in Thailand, uh, north of Bangkok. Don't know what that's got to do with anything. The teenagers... Now, this is the worst bit. Okay, so that's horrendous. You're going to be, you know, about... I'll just faint. There's worse than the house. Yeah, yeah, there's worse than that. Listen to this. The teenager's panic-stricken mother calmed him down before the paramedics uh, rushed in. And uh, doctors gave him three stitches, so it could have been a lot worse. Uh, but his mum's proper on it. She said, I saw the boy um, and was really worried for him. Mum, can you check this? Uh, that's worrying. Yeah. Uh, he said it was only a small <laughs> snake, but his bite was so strong. I hope that my penis can recover. <laughs> oh, that did make me look. You know what? I don't know. It. There's, I've got hints of these kind of stories. You know when those people who like go to hospital when they tripped and fell on something? Yeah. I don't. I'm getting that kind of vibe from this story. I've yeah. been to Thailand, I've been to Bangkok, and I've seen some of the stuff that goes on in that oh, place. Oh, I know. <laughs> so I know. I'm not pointing any fingers, but... <laughs> Mate, I can't believe kind of vibe. You'd, you'd sit on a toilet and not see a snake in the bottom of the toilet. you first. Of course you do. This is, to be fair, that's what's always put me off about going to Australia and stuff. Yeah, but. yeah. I remember that film years ago. Do you remember Acro Anacrophobia or the one about the, the spiders? The spiders, yeah. yeah. And John Goodman sitting on a toilet and there's a spider on the bottom of the toilet. Yeah, no. And that mess. No. To this day, I always look out for tarantulas <laughs> when I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, public toilets. I won't sit on the toilet if there's a moth in the bathroom. So anything, like, anything like that, no chance. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being funny. This guy's going to have serious psychological problems for the rest of his life, isn't he? <laughs> Bless Just, him. I can't imagine like running out and like, Mom, look what's... Yeah, Mom, <laughs> look, look at this. Happened. I'd hide it. You know what I mean? Anyway, there's a picture of his mum there and she's like... Oh, he's lucky. Picture of what? He's, he's lucky he didn't have the lot. <laughs> 
Oh, oh God, you look like venom, venomous because you oh, know oh, no. well, they said yet, that. So. They said that if it, had been a co- if it had been a cobra, it'd have been all over. It'd have been waking oh. up a girl. So <laughs> anyway, right, that's enough jovial stuff. Let's get serious. Uh, right, that did make me laugh. Anyway, oh. lovely to have you on, Taylor. Now um, we've got loads to cover, um, but the main thing is obviously you've got this brilliant podcast which we're going to talk about, and you've had your struggles with mental health and. And, and things like mm-hmm. that but obviously tell us a little bit about growing up you're a Coventry lad what was what yes. was growing up like was it just a normal childhood did you have a normal nice um, childhood yeah I mean I, I grew up um as obviously 90s kids so you know there was yeah. a lot of my mum and dad were very big kind of I don't say party animals they weren't yeah they were like they were you know like out all weekends like I was I grew up on like you know, those social club kind of yeah, the best. Yeah. So, you know, we all grew up all, all fine. So, <laughs> no, it didn't yeah. do any of us harm. Um, but yeah, typical, typical lad, you know, football games at the weekend. Um, yeah. Did you Watched go college? Dad, like, such a... Did you go college and uni? What did you want to do when you left school? So I did when... I was in school. I did like the typical like media, IT, that kind of stuff. Then when I left, I actually went straight into work. Because right. I had I had a like I worked at Kumabi Hotel. Oh yeah. My first job. Yeah. Um and then I kind of got a taste for money and stuff like that. And yes. to be honest, like it was my biggest regret, like yeah. still to this day, is not continuing in like in education. Oh, and okay. so stay in school kids because yeah but I mean, it doesn't well, work for everyone but yeah it's my biggest regret i mean i do understand where you're coming from with that but then i'm pretty old school where i did exactly the same i left school yeah. i went for it i partied hard but what i did do it was like an apprenticeship um and because some people just don't take to school so i, I always say mm. uh, apprenticeships are brilliant things to if you don't want to be sat in a classroom or go to uni an apprenticeship where you're learning uh, on the job is also you know what I mean yeah um but I didn't really do any of that I was like you really just left went into work uh had some great weekends but then you look back and you think mm, yeah could have yeah. been prime minister <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think especially now like doing the stuff that I'm doing um because I feel like I'm I think there's a lot of aspects of my life that obviously we'll we'll talk about in a bit like I feel like I'm catching up on like a little bit of a a late bloomer if you like yeah um but yeah, it's I I wish I kind of just applied myself a little bit more. But that at the time, like you know, you've got money in your hands, like you're like, yeah, fuck it, and like I'm out for yeah. a few years. Do you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, I, know, I know exactly, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Um, but I always try and be positive and look back and think, oh, I don't regret that because that's made me who I am today. So exactly. wherever and you the are, people, today, the friends you've got, so yeah, so you know. Um, and it just makes me feel a bit better instead of thinking I'm a bit of a loser. That's <laughs> what I tell that. myself every day. <laughs> to be fair, if I'd have gone uni, I'd have probably ended up dead anyway. So, <laughs> so this is what I think. I think this everything that was supposed to happen has happened. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Led me to this point. <laughs> yeah. So you went to work. Uh, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? Yeah, I've always wanted to do this kind of. Um, you know, putting myself out there, like obviously podcasts weren't around when, you know, yeah. when I was obviously growing up, but it was always that kind of field of work, but I never had the balls to do it. 
I'd never yeah. literally had like, I was like, I know that I could do something like that, but I've always held myself back. I've always like, no, yeah. no, I'm the one who looks after everyone. I'm not the one who kind of has the success. I'm not the one who, you know, allows himself to kind of be happy or I don't set myself up to fail. Yeah. Which I've yeah. learned is one of my biggest yeah <laughs> i was talking yeah. to a, a, a lady the other day from japan um, and we were both saying fear is terrible um mm. and it, it's one of those things obviously you've overcome that now uh but it, being uncomfortable in uncomfortable situations which i've been in numerous ones and pushing yeah. yourself over that boundary is horrible but when you do it don't you feel great afterwards? Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of, it's getting out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Mm. It's that kind of, it's like, oh, well, what was I worried this, <laughs> what was I worried for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your mind. It's just your mind playing. Mm. Your ego saying, don't do it. People will laugh at you, you know. Um, and I think one thing about this day and age is great, is you, there's a lot more, go and do it. Just go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, whereas Definitely. years ago, you know, your mum stayed at home and did dinner. Your dad went to work. He came home. Exactly. Was, now it's like, just go for it. Do whatever you want. And do I whatever think you want. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. It is. And I think, you know, even if we're in this kind of generation, like even if like you mess up and like you make an absolute titty yourself, they'll be talking about someone else tomorrow. So it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, only 24 hours. It's fine. Tomorrow's yeah. a new day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what did you, so you always felt that you wanted to sort of talk uh, media wise. So what did you actually do then work wise? Um, the complete opposite. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just went into kind of like IT work. Um, you know, I, I now manage a small team. And we deal with like fulfillment requests and, you know, it's the complete opposite on what I actually want to be doing. I mean, don't get me wrong, it pays the bills and, you know, it's, I, I do actually enjoy my day job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, everyone has that kind of dream role in their head, don't they? That they kind of want to get to. Oh God. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Like, you know, never, I mean, the one thing that, you know, the past few years has taught me that, you know, it's you can't rush this kind of thing you mm. know things will happen when they're meant to happen so you know and i think that is one of the biggest lessons i've learned from it is just kind of trust the process so maybe yeah. one day maybe yeah. one day yeah i mean i'll completely understand that i mean from my perspective in the sort of filmmaking business it's mm. just it's just you're talking decades and decades and then you might not make it but what i've always said and it's difficult for like my wife to understand and people like that because they don't understand. And I, I totally get that because they haven't yeah. got my stupid brain rolling around. Um, <laughs> but I've always said, at least if I've tried, you know, you can turn around to your friends, family, your kids and say, well, you know, all right, I never became rich and famous, but I tried and I enjoyed trying, you know, and yeah. that's, that's the key. But I think if you think, right, I want to be this and it, you get too wound up on it, then it can ruin your mental state. Well, I have a... I have a friend yeah. that has that kind of mentality mm. that if it doesn't make a success like overnight, yeah, they'll be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm on to the next thing. Mm. And then all it kind of does is kind of give you that mentality of that you're never going to win because you're not replying yourself. Yeah. But I'm in that mentality of like, I would rather regret something that I have done than what mm. I haven't done. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. took me a long time to get to that point. Um, but now I'm like, do you know what? If I make a tip of myself, 
fairly but at least i can then turn around to like you know the day when i come to have children like well do you know what yeah i did that i loved it made a tit of myself but you know if you want to do it you want to experience it yeah. go for it yeah i don't want to be that kind of parent who i think because i i wasn't held back by my parents that yeah. that's not what i'm saying at all here yeah. but you know there was they did all that kind of typical like sesh or that kind of stuff which i, I don't do that mm. um but i've always felt like well i want to be the opposite of that so i've gone to gigs i've gone to the festivals i've gone to the, like the holidays yeah and you know it's left me like skin quite a lot of the time <laughs> but i literally know it's like i've got the memories there yeah what and a life that's, yeah. That's, yeah that's what's important i mean you can have all the money in the world but it's not going to make you bloody happy as well it would make it would help <laughs> yeah people who say that never have money and that's <laughs> yeah exactly no I, to- no I totally agree with you i always say you know um like uh people in show homes and trying to get the house right i mean you know, I mean, I'm sitting in the man cave. I built this through blood, sweat, and tears just because... <laughs> it is, it's is very nice. I'm actually very impressed. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, but, you know, people say that and say that's amazing. But this was blood, sweat, and tears that went into this. Yeah. Yes, there was some money, and but there was a lot of emotions going on as well. It was a bit of therapy for me at the time because there was mm-hmm. things going on with me. Um, but it's like I always say, and I say this to everyone, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to say, oh, I'm glad I had that room painted or I got yes. the new boiler, you're going to say, wow, I went to this festival. I remember mm-hmm. traveling here. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's yes. not to say we 100%. should all live in a dump. <laughs> but you've got to have <laughs> No, but that. it is. Mm. And I think with the situation that I went through with my mom, it was very much like, you know, we was, you know, when, when they, my mom and dad got divorced, it was like, you know, my mom was a single parent. You know, it was, times were hard yeah. for us. But going through this process with my mom it's just like you know what you can have the nice cars you can have this big amazing house but you know i want to get to my funeral and be like do you know what he smashed it look at all these photos look at all these stupid videos you know and i've got friends who are so obsessed with like you know they've got the mercedes they've got like this home and be like deep down they're fucking miserable yeah and miserable and it's like you know you can't take it with you you, yeah it's so I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want to live like that and it makes you happy, that's fine. But you know, I'm I'm all for making the memories. Yeah, I think I think some of the media and social media as well is to blame for a lot of that. Though, to be fair, kids mm-hmm. are growing up. They look on their phone. They see these people looking amazing with their cars and everything. That's just a snapshot. You know, they still. You know, they still, you know, wake up feeling like shit some days. They still get depressed, you know, but you don't see that. And then so you want that. And I think, yeah, I don't know if I'd like to be a kid growing up in these last few years. Definitely not. No, I generally, now it's just me and my sister at home. Like I do worry about stuff like that Mm. a lot because, you know, there is, I mean, there's pressure even like, I mean, I'm 30. So there's, I think even there's a pressure on me to look a certain way or behave a certain way or you know i should have a you know a family and kids running around by now but you know it's a for the kids growing up now it's for like you have to have the best of everything you have to and it's just kind of yeah i'm glad i grew up sitting in the park playing pokemon yeah, jammy. Yeah, <laughs> now you put you put you put the pressure on yourself because your mind's been brainwashed with yeah. You know, you said about having kids, you should have kids. So then your mind's thinking, oh, I should. But who gives a shit? It's not about yeah. that. It's what you want. It's your life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in some ways, it's it's sank in there, and it, and and I think as you get older, you know, I definitely feel like that just goes straight over me now. I don't, I just do it. And yeah. that's one of the great things about as you get older, you know, but when you're younger and vulnerable, oh, it must be horrible. Um, you know, my son, he's 18. I know you won't believe it because I don't look that old, but he's 18. <laughs> no, I was and, actually quite surprised then. I was like, I wouldn't accept it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So take my cap off. I've got no air on. Uh, but, um, you know, all I can do is guide him. And, and talk to him. Ultimately, yeah. it's his decision. So you hope your parenting kicks in. Uh, but if you're a young, vulnerable adult without that love or in a broken home, I think, because mm-hmm. like you say, you, you, you know, there was times when you were hard. When I, I grew up in a one-parent family, times were hard. But we'd go out and play football, yeah. balls, kick about in the street. You know what I mean? And we didn't have social media. Now, if you're in a broken home, you're looking at social media. That can really mess your mind up. Definitely. Do you remember Kirby? Sorry to jump in there. Yeah, no, no. Kirby where he used to like literally throw the ball and try and hit the curve. Yes. That oh, that needs to come back. You don't see that anymore. Well, I do now and again when I'm driving past. I'm like, oh, you little shits. <laughs> oh, you're that person. <laughs> yeah, I'm that person that had a go at me when I was that age. Yeah, yeah. Not door run. Let's do not door run. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I miss those days. I know, I know. Oh, <laughs> reminiscing. Anyway, right. Okay, so, um, so you you've growing up has been, you know, you you've uh, you've found a job that you like, but you've always got this calling for something else. Mm. So uh, now, did you? So you you talked about your mum and dad splitting up, and obviously you've suffered with mental health. Is this something that triggered your mental health problems? Now looking back potentially Mm. but i didn't know at the time yeah um because there was a lot of there was a lot of going on like when it all happened i was i was 15 16 so i was going through like my gcse time so it was very much like oh okay i've got all this pressure of like my exams and then because i then became like the man of the house that's why i think i stuck to you know working because then i was able to provide like an income into like the family home and stuff like that but i don't think there was a huge amount of kind of mental issues involved i mean i think there's certain aspects that i look back on now that i feel like oh okay there's there was a a bit of a recurring theme where I, i tend to kind of not not like kind of compare myself to that film split <laughs> but you know like it's like yeah <laughs> there's not that i'm not gonna start crawling the wall or anything yeah yeah, yeah. oh sorry here's patricia yeah but there's um there's like bits of my life that i feel like oh okay i kind of revert back to when i'm like well okay well you got that version of me got through that part of my life that's such it's like well this version of me can get through anything kind of thing so I don't know. It's when I was talking to my therapist about it, she kind of gave me a bit of a look as if to say, <laughs> is this kid all right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was like, yeah. that's how I cope. It's like, well, do you know what? I I go back to like, it was like, well, you know, I was 16. I was going through a breakup. I was doing my GCSEs. And what that then prepared me to do was to give, when everything happened with my mom, happened the day of my sister starting her GCSEs. So yeah. it kind of gave me that resilience and that kind of pushed to like, okay, keep everything as normal as possible. Yeah. Get her through it. Because obviously I was not in that similar situation, obviously, but 
there was I think there's just a recurring theme I think our parents just want us to fail our exams that they just, <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah yeah they just start I, some shit before it starts yeah I think the other thing is as well mm. when uh, when you deal with trauma when you're younger and I, I had mine um because you're a kid and it's not it wasn't really talked about when I was younger you just crack on you just crack on. Yeah, now, exactly. And, and, and so it's like you've got that spirit. Now, that's great, but the problem is it, the problem's still there and mm-hmm. you haven't dealt with it. So then as you get older and older, something can trigger it to then go, It snowballs. On. It literally yeah. it just rolls and rolls. I mean, I've had a huge thing with my... Because growing up, it, a lot of it was around... My dad used to run a football team and yeah. it, my little brother was like one of the like the good players so you know yeah. our whole kind of childhood was all about every weekend it was the football team yeah. it was you know the kind of the holidays around the around the football team yeah. so it was just like I was kind of always just like at the back burner doing my own thing so then I've always had this thing like oh well the he's always had the attention i've never yeah. had that like you know what i mean so yeah. even stuff like that even now to this point still badly trigger like to a point where i haven't spoken to my brother for like three years yeah <laughs> but, yeah but it's it's you know it is what it is we're, we're all adults now but it's it's like you said it's you know back then it was just kind of you know you get up or if you were behaving a certain way like or you were having some kind of like traumatic event it was oh, he's the naughty kid or he's the, you know, like, oh, he's just acting up. And it's like, well, actually, you know, look at the reason why he's acting up or behaving a certain way. There was none of really, I don't think there was a lot of that back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, now now there's numerous resources, which is great Mm -hmm. for kids, um, which I think is really important. But like you say, back then it's it's like, um, it's before they sort of diagnose kids with ADHD, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. You know, this poor kid has got a serious problem and you're saying he's a little shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, so that's one, one positive uh, about this day and age. So when did it, so your mental health, did it spiral sort of, you said your mum was ill. Did that sort of kick everything off? Yeah. So in 2000, May, 2017, my mum, she'd been complaining about a bad back for ages. Like she had a slip disc. Yeah. Um, so she went and had it operated on, which was the normal kind of standard procedure. She had the operation, she came home. Um, but what was happening, she was a little bit delirious, like she was all over the place. Like yeah. she, I thought she was overdosing on her medication. Mm. Um, but what was actually happening was the spinal fluid was leaking. Oh, God. And where it had collected around the bottom of the spine, it become infected. So that's why she was a little oh, bit all over the place. God. Um, got her to hospital and then she i was there till about two o'clock in the morning and then i was like well i've got to get home because my sister starts the gcse's the next day so got back you know got my sister up like sent her off to her her exams and then i had a phone call from the hospital to say you mr patterson we need to get you to the hospital because we need to make a decision in regards to your mum's brain and i was like no her back they were like no brain and obviously me being the argumentative twat that I am, I was like, it's her back. <laughs> then, yeah, got to the hospital and they were like, yeah, the fluid has travelled up her spine, caused a blockage and God. basically starved the brain of oxygen. So 
yeah, she's, they put her into a medically induced coma. They were, you know, they were saying stuff to us like brain dead and, you know, life support machines off. No, there's nothing we can do this, that, and the other. And yeah. So it was hands down the worst day of my life. And even that, because obviously that's the only major support that I've ever had is my mom, but nothing could actually prepare to just sitting down and telling my little sister that this is what has happened. That, I think was a real turning point because I felt like, okay, well, if this is going to happen, it's just us two. Like yeah. it is. Um, but then obviously on the back of that, we were in and out of hospitals like 12 hours a day, you know, in intensive care. And I yeah. remember they got to a point where it, my sister was still going through a GCSEs and they were like, there's no, nothing more we can do. We've got to turn the life support machine off. Oh God. And I practically begged the surgeon to say look i'm don't i don't know but i just i need my sister to get through her gcses and yeah. he said yes like okay we'll keep it on until the end date so i actually had to give him a copy of my sister's oh my exam God. schedule yeah but then after that she she's they turned the life support machine off and she started breathing by herself wow. she she went not from strength to strength because it has been a fucking long yeah. journey. <laughs> long journey in and out of rehabilitation hospitals happened in the May. Like she didn't actually say her first word until no October. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. And we were petrified. because like, we didn't know if she was going to know who we were. I mean, you see it like on this morning, like that woman came out of a coma and she could speak Chinese. So like, <laughs> we were like, yeah, we were petrified fuck? thinking, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's been, it's been difficult. I mean, we still have it now. Like we still get told like she's going to die at least like three times a year. You know, oh, she caught God. coronavirus this year and I thought, you know, this is it. Like, I'm back to, you know, getting the funeral folder out, planning this again. And yeah. So, I mean, but she's still here. She's still. As, How old is she? She is 51. Young. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know I mean, and she was the most active woman. She was up at six o'clock in the morning, um, coffee in hand, fag outside the garden. Like, you know, that, that was my mom. So, you know, to have it now where. I mean, she's still my mom. Like, obviously, I'm incredibly grateful. That's, but mm. it's like the biggest thing I've had to kind of deal with is the fact that, like, I'm kind of grieving for someone who isn't dead. Yeah, and it's you know, I, what I didn't expect is all the kind of the panic attacks, the trauma. Like, you know, it's these words that you hear on like on casualty yeah. and stuff, and like you don't expect them to happen to you. Yeah, but even now, like if I get a phone call from like an unknown number or like it's my mum's place where she lives. It's like shit. Like what's happened? It's yeah. the worst. But you know, it's 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 brutal. Like it's it's yeah. I mean, all these things yeah. that are happening. Obviously, they put they put you know they put the pressure on. But the anxiety attacks and things like that. They're all. I suppose they're all coping mechanisms for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have. They a total, are. You know. That he got to a stage and it's something that I do get quite touchy about talking about because I'm not, I'm not exactly proud of it, but I was, I just, I was in very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, in, 
uh, uh, January of this year, yeah. I mom had just come out of hospital again, and yeah. them saying like, "There's nothing we can do." Like, you know, she's got what had happened was she uh, she aspirated pneumonia, so she's yeah. you know lovely. She swallowed some sick, and basically, it's <laughs> gone down into a lung, yeah. you know, as as you do. Um, and I was just exhausted, and I was just at that point where. You know, I'm quite a comedic guy, like, but I would find a joke in any kind of horrible, shitty situation. And it just, it wasn't there. I wasn't wanting to go to work. I wasn't wanting to go out. And I had like a few thoughts yeah. cross my head and I was just like, I'm, I'm just exhausted. I don't want to live my life the way I'm living it at the minute. Like it's, you know, I didn't want to continue. Yeah. Did you talk and to someone? My friends noticed it. My friend, I've got, I'm incredibly lucky with, well, even with like the relationship I have with my sister and with like my friend, like I just, I was at that point and they, I think they noticed a few things and they, they, one of them pulled me to the side, like invited me around for a beard and was like, look, something's going on. Like, and I just, it all just came out. I completely broke down and it was probably the lowest that I've been, but it was also, probably the biggest turning point in my life to say like okay now you've done the hard work you've sat there for hours on end you know playing music talking to your mom like the amount of videos i have on my phone like to my mom saying like squeeze my hand squeeze my hand like you know i was just i had nothing more left to give i'd run myself down and you know that was the first time i was just like you need the help you need yeah yeah you need someone to kind of pick up the pieces here for you rather than you doing it for someone else and i think as males that's you know we do that we you know like no it's fine don't worry about it i'll pick that up i'll do that i'll do that and then yeah, yeah. so it was tough to ad admit that i needed help but i am so grateful that yeah. i did because it is literally it has turned my life yeah. around that is it that is a brilliant brilliant message i was speaking um with a uh, a wonderful lady uh last week uh emma tomes um and she deals with mental health and suicide and things like that and watch this episode yeah brilliant. and and uh it's like you just said you've got to speak up you've got to you're not alone but you ha because if you just sit there, your mind will fuck you up. You know, you need, 100%. Some, you need to tell someone and they'll, they'll tell you you're not crazy. It's mm -hmm. going to be all right. You just need that reassurance. And I think that's such a positive thing, what you've said there, the fact that you did talk about it and you release, you know, you let that. Yeah. You say it was such a change. What I, what I take from it is that you finally gave in to try and, yeah. it sounded like you were trying to stop your mum's problems. You just, all the time, you got this tension and, you know, oh my God, I could get a phone call. And it sounds like you almost just accepted the situation. You know what I mean? Yes, that is exactly I what I should have is. been a therapist, shouldn't I? <laughs> you should have been a therapist because even now, like, when I have these kind of conversations and, you know, they're, they're so important to have and it's something that I hid away from a lot for a long time. But, and this is why I'm so grateful now that I'm able to talk about it and, you know, speak to people like yourself because it's, well, for one, it's like a free therapy session, but two, it's... <laughs> well, I'm going to start charging you. Like, yeah, exactly. I want to charge you now. I'm going to get paid yeah. for you. Oh, well, you're literally extortionate. Yeah. Um, but... 
you know, there's a lot of people, I was in that situation where I thought I'm the only person in the world going through this. I'm the only person in the world who has now had to look after their little sister who has had to now, you know, cope with what's happened, trying to keep a full-time job, trying to keep everything, all the plates spinning. Yeah. But it wasn't until going through that and opening up and admitting that I needed help that it actually introduced me to a lot of people in various, some of them were even, you know, people I went to school with that was like, oh, I've looked after my mom since I was like such a young age. And I was just like, we need to start having these conversations because it's that feeling of being on your own and loneliness that I think is sometimes 10 times worse than the actual mental challenge. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, so now let's get on to the next stage. Obviously you've got this struggle and then you have an idea, right? I know I'm going to do a podcast because that's really going to help stress levels. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us how that came about. So basically after, after January, it was obviously, it was, it was rough. Then I started therapy and then I went, I went away for a few days with my auntie down to a caravan, like and like my cousins and stuff. And just because I needed a break, things have got too much again. I thought I need a few days away. And I had this idea and I said it to my auntie, I was drunk in like one of those cheesy caravan parts said like, look, I've got this idea and I don't know whether to run with it. And And she was just like, what have you got to lose? Like if anyone, you know, deserves, you know, a little bit of a break, blah, blah, blah issue, go for it. Yeah. So, I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Go for it. Yeah. And then COVID happened. <laughs> so I wasn't able to have the therapy session. So it was either, okay, well, you need to keep it open up and talking about shit, or you're going to go backwards. So it was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just I'm going to go for it. So, you know, as you can probably tell, I like to waffle a lot of shit. So it was like, <laughs> okay, I think that's going to be the name of it. And then it was like, shop was like a place where you go to get your necessities and stuff so it was like bam the waffle shop was born and yeah it's so fucking cheesy but it's generally turned my life around to a point where it's like now it's kind of it's introduced me to a lot of people facing their own mental challenges it's a you know and i get to speak to some fucking incredible guests so yeah it's it baffles me that it's kind of people actually listen to me yeah, I actually want to go out the way to listen to my voice. It. There's nothing wrong know. with that. <laughs> God, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're doing far better than me. God help me if anyone starts talking to me wants to listen to my voice. <laughs> I, I, I was listening to the one with uh, Irving Sparks. Yeah, love Irving. I love the UGAs. Uh-huh. How did you get him on your show? He's great, mate. Sheer luck. And this is another thing I think has been a huge kind of. Um, lesson for me is like i never took chances never took risks and literally i've never understood the power of a dm on instagram yeah i've literally slid my way into so many places um and yeah i look i was like look you know i'm a huge fan i grew up around your music um you know one of my biggest coping mechanisms is music so you know i it's my headphones are in like all day every day yeah so, you know, what I thought, you know, well, why don't you reach out to a few of, you know, the people whose music you listen to, this, that, and the other, and see, see what happens. And yeah. the fact that they've said yes is... 
incredible. Yeah. But yeah, slide into the DMs because people, believe me, people are a lot people are a lot more accessible now. Um, and well, exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. But remember, I've took full advantage of this working from home situation. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> literally, it's great when you keep. Yeah, I mean, not saying that you would, but when you're doing a podcast and getting paid for it, <laughs> not that you do a podcast on work no, time, of course. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big wink there if you're not watching yeah. the YouTube. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the YouTube. I tell you what, I used to love about them their music videos. They were always creative. Yeah. What was the one with the superheroes? I always remember watching that. Mr. Uh, Mr. A. Good, goodbye, Mr. A. Mr. A. Oh, I used to love that. Do you know what? Not... I made an absolute tear to myself, though, because me, <laughs> I'm doing it again. Like, I get so kind of giddy about talking because I'm, I'm surprised it actually happens. Yeah. But when I was going through like my like notes and questions and stuff I want to talk about, I thought the one thing I wanted to ask him was, was he still worried about Ray? So I thought, I'm not going to start with it. I'll wait <laughs> towards the end. He did not find it funny. <sighs> he did yes. not find it funny at all. Did you ask him at the and, end? Yeah. And he oh, literally the- said, like, if you had started the interview with that, it would have been very short. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's it. Who are you? But it was actually about anxiety and stuff. So yeah. it was, you know, it was on trend. It was like, it was, it was fitting from what I'm <laughs> yeah. doing, but I didn't you know about the, You that. just took the piss out of him at the end, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> he giggled, so. Oh, that's it. <laughs> these, the, these, uh, yeah. these celebs need knocking down a peg or two. They're just human beings like the rest of us, mate, and no. So I think that's what's nice, because I think quite a lot of them I've gone into, like, oh my God, there's one that I've got for next season. Yeah. And I was I was gonna do the like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna say who it is because my my lips are sealed. Like I'm not. I literally I I can't hold my pierce. Um but I'm a huge EastEnders fan. Yes. Right. So I got Janine from yeah. EastEnders. Oh I call <laughs> right? that. And I recorded my own little like duff duff moment. Yeah. And I swear to God, I must have like well, as soon as that call finished, I must have cried for about an hour, just like, fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, great. But yeah, slide into the DMs because... Yeah. So she just got back to you, you just had a chat with her. I suppose the key is if they like you and, and you know, and they, they feel comfortable, I, think, I And I think this is what, what a few people have said to me. And obviously, I'm still learning. I still have, like, bad confidence issues. And, you know, my anxiety is still... It still kicks me on it you know i'm still on my medication daily for it um but there's you know i'm not there to like sell something i'm not there to kind of set someone up for a fall i'm not i'm generally talking to the people like that because i want to mm. talk to them you know yeah. i want to know about their journey like what you know when they feel shit what do they do yeah because I think with mental health, it's so generic, the information, like they tell you to do like breathing exercises and yoga and you know shit like that and it's like I can't, if I sit and try and practice my breathing techniques, yeah. there's a strong chance I'm either going to like suffocate myself. <laughs> or I'm, I'm just, I'm petrified of going to things like, yeah, I don't have the body shape for stuff like yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't it's what do it. Wor- so. It's what works for you and everybody's different. Exactly. It's what's worked for you. And that's why it's great to have a, a whole range of different people to talk to. I mean, it's this, exactly the same. I just love talking to people. Mm. You know, it's no good saying, oh, I've got this many views, this many. Numbers. What's the point in doing it for that? No. You've just got to do it. And, and if it gro- and if people like it and it naturally grows, it naturally grows. But I think but that's that- what the difference the, the guy who I started 
the podcast with he was very kind of obsessed with the numbers it was like you know, how did you do a podcast did you start it with someone else then yes so tell us a bit about this then Shit. you don't <laughs> <laughs> just come on no one's gonna listen so... i got about five subscribers <laughs> That's bullshit. We did not have to know. Basically, anything. yeah, I started the. So I've only started one podcast with one of the people, so it's going to be blatantly obvious. What we're talking about. Um, yeah, so, but he he's still a you know he, I do still class him as a friend, but when I had this idea, a lot of the control wasn't mine. It was like. Mm. You know, I, I spoke to someone and it, they kind of ran with it. They designed everything. Like I had no access to any of like the yeah. social media. I had I had nothing kind of thing. Yeah. And it wasn't until like the first one went out and I spoke about, you know, my journey and, you know, what I'd been through like in January. Because it was the first, that was the first time I'd actually told a yeah. lot of my friends that that was, even family, that that was the position that I was in. Yeah. And then um, the response we got was, fucking insane like it yeah. was mental um and it wasn't till like the after episodes after that that it kind of really took off and people were like messaging saying like oh this is great like you know your story this like and my confidence was slowly growing and growing and growing but i think because of a lot of the kind of feedback and the compliments and stuff was coming towards my way Ooh. and not someone else's way it was very kind of awkward and there was a lot of kind of tension but you know we're friends that's what you did but not anymore it, you ain't just, <laughs> 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 you've just said he was shit <laughs> no i wasn't <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i know exactly what you I mean know. i know exactly what it the, just the, it just got very awkward and it's just you know i've had three years of kind of being dictated to by people saying like you know your mom's gonna die your this is gonna happen you need to do this you need yes. to do that and yes. my confidence got to a level and i'm now in a position where to say like you know what actually i don't care whether your friend family whoever you are yeah if you're not going to support me or be happy for me, or if you're going to limit me in any way, shape or form, I can't have you in my kind of, mm. you know, space. And it's it, it, linking it back to kind of like mental health. Like you need to be surrounding yourself with good people who are on oh, your yes. kind of mindset, who are going to build you up. And unfortunately I felt that I wasn't, I was being limited. I was being held back. I was being told who I can and can't have on the show, you know, even down yeah. to like, you weren't allowed to have women on the show because it might upset someone's girlfriend. And I thought, Woo! yeah, yes! I, was, I was raised by women. <sighs> like, I've already said I'm to my, be... I've already said to my wife, look, I'm getting some hot babies on here. <laughs> exactly. So there we go. And like, it, I mean, it's, and it's, it, I mean, it, it wasn't about, you know, I would sit and talk yeah. like yourself. I would talk to anyone, you know, whether, you know, male, female, black, all those things. Like, I don't care who you are. If you've got a story yeah. to tell or a journey, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And uh, I was, every, oh, yeah, I'm not being dictated to. Yeah. Everybody's, <laughs> look, don't get me wrong. Everybody's got different uh, wants and needs and things like that. But I think it's the freedom. I've had chances stepping stones where maybe i could have talked with other people and collabed especially yeah. in the film world mm. and they haven't and i think do i regret it? and i think you've got to be true to yourself you've got to be true to yourself i don't want to i don't want to collab with someone and my heart's not in it 
And it's the same yeah. for anything you do. Same with your podcast, whatever you do. If your heart's not in it, it's sort of, you're not being authentic, are you? And you know that. That's exactly what it is. You might put a face is. on. Yeah. You might put a face on, so I'm really enjoying this. But inside, you, your mind's going, you're a lying bastard. And I think, yeah. and as you get older, same, I keep saying as you get older, it's just making an excuse for me getting older. But <laughs> you just think, fuck that. You know what I mean? It is. I, I turned 30 in lockdown mm. and I don't know what it was, but it was like a switch had been flipped because I was like, do you know what? Fuck the lot of years because I am not <laughs> going to literally live the rest of my life. Like I've done so much for my friends and my family, whether it's, you know, financially, yeah. you know, mentally, physically, anything. Like I'm always the guy who organizes like the nights out. I'm always the one who organizes yeah. the gigs, the festivals. You know, there's, I've paid for friends to go to festivals. I've paid for them to go to gigs. And you know what? Where's he got me? Yeah. And now right. I'm in this situation where it probably sounds like I'm being a bit of a dick and I, I, I don't, it's just, but it's what's right for me at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's what's right. Man. It's what's right for you. And I think, and the other thing is, I mean, I've had this conversation before is, you know, and I'm similar. I'm the one always making the phone calls, catching up with people and things like that. And it gets to the point where you think, well, look, if they, I can't constantly be the one making moves and yeah. organizing things. Um, you know, I need it reciprocated. I need something back. And you do get to a point where you just think, look, fuck that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it, I could, I could, but that's when it becomes that. the problem I've noticed. Cause it's yeah. when, and you know, it's, and I think it, it goes back to again, like even when I was growing up, like because I've always wanted other people to be happy, but it's come at, a cost of my own happiness yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah. when i was having these therapy sessions it was becoming quite clear that i didn't know what actually made me happy yeah so then yeah. it kind of when i found something that genuinely made me happy and it's given me like a real like i found like a newfound passion for it and even yeah. I'm, I'd, I'd even go to a, a certain level to say like i've actually found for the first time in my life a bit of a talent that i yeah. didn't kind of know i had and then to kind of have that kind of negativity from such a close kind of proximity it was very much like Mm. okay no this isn't like you said like my heart's not in this like i need to make myself happy because ideally like if you can't if you can't make yourself happy like i don't really see now looking back like what yeah. a massive fucking waste of time that was. <laughs> the ironic, the ironic thing is, those people look at you like shit, and you're like, hold on, exactly. I've been organising exactly. everything for the last ten years. What a fucking yeah. when are you ever, you know, mm-hmm. said, oh, come along to this, or I've sorted yeah. this night out. You think, fuck out. But every, look, everyone, I'm not look, we, we're moaning. I'm not moaning, but <laughs> everyone, everyone's different. But it's nice that now you've took time in your life to just concentrate on you mm. because, and that's part of your therapies. Because if you're doing that, you're constantly thinking about everyone else and you're trying to cope exactly. with all this shit that's happening as and well. I, exactly. And fair. I have that, like, I have that ingrained in me anyway, because even every day when I wake up, the first thing I do is check my phone to see if there's any missed calls or anything from like my mom. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's where my head immediately goes. Yeah. So then when we kind of, you add it, like the layers of pressure on top, it is, it's mm. drowning. It's like, if you're not taking that time out for yourself and, you know, doing what's right for you, like, you know, you hear once mm. it's cheesy as anything, but like you hear once, like, do what the fuck you want and make yourself happy. Yeah. And I think the key is as well, 
if you don't, eventually your brain will give in and you'll have a mental breakdown and then you're no good to anyone. Then you know, you know. (laughs) So anyway, right. So that's the waffle shop. Where do you see it going in the future then? What's uh, so we've got Janine coming on. Woo! Where do you see it or do you just want to organically grow it? So I've got quite I'm very excited for season three. Very, very excited. Like I've got a lot. Like I'm getting <laughs> really excited because I've got a lot of really good stuff coming up and I'm really excited to kind of get it out there and even from like season two with the guests that I had, it opened a lot of doors in terms of guests and like just being more visible and like getting my story out there and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not looking for sort of like any kind of end goal. Like, don't get me wrong, it would be nice to get paid for it because it is yeah. draining me <laughs> at the yeah. minute. Yeah. But I, I love it. So I, I don't know. It would be nice to have a yacht maybe. At the end, <laughs> you know, you want a man cave. Yes. That's what you want, like this. You want your little you man cave. Have, literally, I have a little bit of a, like an outhouse on the back of my kitchen, yeah. and it is just full of absolute shit. And I'm looking at like your, like your man cave now. I'm just thinking, do it. Do you know what? Do it. Hello, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you need. I'm an ex carpenter. I can knock a couple of bits of wood up. You are going to regret saying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm only saying it for the podcast. After this, yeah. I'm going to speak to you again. Uh, now, <laughs> I'll tell you what. The other thing is, well, I mean, this is great, but it's not soundproof. I mean, I've, the yeah. mic's fairly good. So, um, But when my chickens are squawking and the dogs are barking, it's like, for fuck's <laughs> sake. I wish I was in this little cocoon, <laughs> little soundproof box. You see these people in these soundproof boxes, don't you? I, think, I know what that's all about. Lock on the door. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Big red light outside. You say to the family, you say to the wife, red light on, can't come in, sorry. You just sit there. I actually just sat in there with a pat noodle. Yeah. <laughs> even though you ain't got the, even though you ain't doing a podcast, you're just watching Netflix with a red light on, it'd be great. You just need non-sweet. I need non-sweet in here, I'm sorry. Yeah. My son's doing me head in. Anyway, that's an 18-year-old for you. So that's the future. So just let it flow and, and see where it goes and keep booking yeah. great guests. It's like, and I think it, I just want to really continue with this whole kind of, because I am on a journey trying to sort my own head out. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that I'm kind of trying to unpick and, you know, kind of real, really just kind of put to bed and process and stuff like that. So, you know, I just want to continue kind of, doing what's right for me and making me happy and if it ha- it's, it's helping other people like that's one thing that has really took me by surprise the fact that you know it's kind of built up a bit of a, a safe space for other people yeah. to like message and you know I, I get a lot of you know messages from people to say like you know oh I'm going through this like do you mind talking about it? I was like no definitely not like yeah, you know, that's right. what it was for because I was in that place that I felt like I had no one to talk to so yeah, I think just see see what happens. Keep keep going the way I'm going, and yeah, just keep, keep chatting just shit. Keep, just keep <laughs> doing what you're doing. I think, and you, we all have those days. You're gonna have days where you feel like shit, but yeah, you, you're on the right way. You're on the mm. right path, and I think it's when you're not on the right path and everything's coming to a head. There's no yeah. way out. That's when you, you know your proper struggle. But you obviously just chatting to you today you're on the right path so it's just a, you know you're gonna have deviance now little deviations now and again yeah. but get back to the path and and uh yeah just keep doing what you're doing no i appreciate that thank you no <laughs> so advice wise then 
what sort of advice if so if someone is well let's do two bits of advice one if someone is struggling with their mental health and you know and also advice if they want to start a podcast so what advice would you give someone if they were struggling with mental health first up um talk about it don't let it kind of eat away at you don't let it define who you are um i can't tell you even if it's just a case of reaching out and just chatting absolute shit to your mates even if it's just that little bit of a release yeah you know it means you're not bottling up you're kind of getting things off your chest so always reach out um there's one bit of a like my friend said it to me in early on and it's getting to a stage where i hate saying it now because it literally is a real thing in the back of my mind was that i would rather re- be reading your text messages than reading something at your funeral yeah, and yeah. it literally it hits me like a ton of bricks every time i hear it mm. um but yeah reach out you know there's yeah. always someone at the end of the phone there's you know there's so many different kind of support networks out there with you know like samaritans mind there's there's so many yeah. good platforms out there um yeah you know there's no judgment there's no especially like for men like there's you know just admit that things are a bit shit you know, the, you know, your mate's probably going to be grateful that you are opening up because they're probably feeling the same thing and like they, you yeah. know, they feel a bit shit. So yeah. definitely open up and reach out. Good, good, good. And then if someone is crazy enough to start a podcast, <laughs> what advice could you give them? <laughs> Do it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've already said about you, mate, being useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think if you if, if it's something that you really want to do and, um, yeah, and you feel, like, real passionate about it, even if you just want to try it, like, do it. Because it, I, one thing I didn't realise is how easy it is to actually, mm. like, set it up and, like, get things going. And, you know, it is literally just like a therapy session even if no one listens to it, like you you just sit there and just like chat shit for like 15, 20 minutes or however long you want to like do it. Like, because for me, like I look back at like little episodes that I've done and feel like, Oh, would you know what? Like, look how far you've come from that now. Like, so it is like, it's so therapeutic. So I advise anyone to do it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think the big thing for me, why I enjoy it is, um, when I would do, when I'm doing the radio, you have to have sort of that energy, and it's almost another person. Um, yeah, uh, you know, because it's like right, oh, this is happening. This is, <laughs> you know, you're t- and and it's a bit annoying. I enjoy the radio. Don't get me wrong, but what I love about podcasts is it's just like you talking to a mate down the pub and exactly. just chatting. You don't need to put any bullshit on. You just chat. Um, and like you say, if you've, I mean, um, it's like the other day we came back, me and some, we went and watched Tenet and we came back and we just talked shit for an hour about the film because it was so fucking frustrating. Uh, I was about I to know. ask you then, yeah, like, is it, because I've heard it's a bit, but all his films are like, oh, well, look, I love <laughs> Nolan. I love, I'm a massive fan and being a filmmaker, I can see other things and, you know, and. Yeah, it's, it's annoying at times because so I'm not just a viewer, just watching a film. I'm looking at other things. But you're in that kind of industry, aren't you? So you're like, you well, know yeah, it's, it's, yeah. But uh, I loved it, and I was following it. And I was like really happy. I was like, I'm following this. I know what's going on. People are saying this is too complicated. <laughs> Got to about an hour and a half. Some app. I was like, what the fuck? How <laughs> come he's going backwards? He's going forward. She's going. What the fuck, Chris? 
and um, and my lad was my lad came out and said he hated it. Um, Award said she enjoyed it, which is a miracle because oh wow, uh, yeah. But she said Fair she play. didn't understand it, but she enjoyed it. Um, but we had that chat, and I thought, what? I wish I'd have just recorded us, just recorded. Yeah, and that's ultimately what a podcast is just talking and having a discussion. I, I really, because mm-hmm. we had a cracking chat, I wish I'd have just came in here quick, get the microphone out, but you've yeah. we'd lost, we'd lost that. Um, but yeah, but that's what a podcast is. So just, and you can record on your phones, you know, there's no excuse now, so we can record on phones. And so, yeah, no, good <laughs> advice. Anyway, that went completely different direction. Right, so uh, now we always ask guests for a favourite. So it could be a film, TV show, song, anything like that, just something that's accessible. So, people could listen to it or watch it have you brought a favorite or thought of a favorite today so i i struggled with this question because i i have a lot i think because my immediate kind of view went straight to music okay um but i have so many favorites that i was genuinely really struggling but i'm a huge fan of kind of like the old school kind of kind of big kind of powerhouse kind of like vocals and stuff yeah and i mean it's it's not fair it's not even that like old school but at the i don't know why i'm going down this route but like i've been listening to a lot of lot of old 90s house yeah like music at the minute like a lot of like robin s and yes and i don't know what it is it's just at the at the minute it just feels like a very much like a bit of a a comfort blanket it's a bit of kind of it's like a bit of a happy place because that's what i grew up around and it was the same with like like the specials and you know that kind of that kind of era yeah and i I was trying to pinpoint like one specific yeah. like favorite but i just think they just don't make music the way they do like in the way yeah. like in the 90s and stuff anymore yeah so i think that's what my favorite so, is so is you 90s. get in your car you put it you put some music on you can pick any song you want what's it gonna be oh. come on you know one that i i absolutely love and it's not so much from the 90s this one but I think it's just a real that it's Forever Young by yes. Jay Z and Mr. Hudson. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but that song is just, you know. Great song. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm a bit of a music geek. So when it's like, you know, you listen to the lyrics and like the meanings and stuff behind it, and it's just like, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. that's my go-to. Great song. What I love about music, and a lot of people talk uh, when I ask them about favourites, films, TV, think visual. But what I love about music, you can be in a supermarket and hear a song, and it can take you back twenty years. You know what I mean? It's powerful it's a good stuff. Thing, but one of the last gigs I took my mum to was um, Adele. I took my mum to see Adele, yeah. and literally she's always said like i either want hometown glory or like literally at my funeral and when you're actually in that position where you're actually planning (laughs) your mom's funeral yeah i was in asda doing the weekly shop and that song came on the radio i think i was just down like i was looking at like uncle ben's rice or something yeah yeah and that song came on and i was literally i had to take my sunglasses out my pocket and put them on my face because i was like shit yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's powerful, but yeah, it's yeah, I, it's, I it. It, it it goes both ways. But um, when it's so powerful, you've 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 almost got to think, well, why is it so powerful? Mm. Um, but yeah, it is it is difficult. My mum, God bless her, she left the earth a long time ago and yeah god she loved music alvis it was a nightmare yes. for me because what you've just said she <laughs> loved every fucking alvis i mean alvis <laughs> you're walking fucking middle of the street you hear alvis alvis uh you know phil collett a fucking nightmare <sighs> so basically i had that what what you had um and in the end i just had sensory overload every time i went yeah. somewhere as so, well yeah. this is why it. i really struggled talking about it because it's like when i was i was a guest on someone else's and they said like oh they, they wrote a book something like, like the music of my life and they were saying like oh you know you know what's your music taste and i was just like i hate that question because it will literally go from like pitbull to the stone roses to like the chili peppers to like a dow yeah. and it's like to, to like steps it's like it's <laughs> I'd literally, I would listen to anything. Anything that's good, yeah. Apart from any uh, current day shite, um, yeah. which my son it's, keeps telling me to listen to, which is horrendous. It's, it's all just like, it's all just talking. Yeah, yeah, I'll literally will say, oh, can I go in the man cave? He comes in here, I'll be out there, and I'll just do, yeah, it's crap. And that's yeah. me being Agreed. old and right. No, I think it's you having taste. <laughs> weird, that's the you. difference. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> hey, what's happening with Dal? Anyway, what's because she's lost a lot of weight now. She looks great, um, but is she going to yeah. do an album? What's? I hope so because she. I I remember like I went I went to see her when she first came out when she was just released nineteen. That must have been amazing. Yeah, it was, and then to see her when she did. 25 i think and obviously with the obviously with like someone like you and all those kind of no it wasn't that was it no that was the later one wasn't it was that it? was the yeah um oh shit oh hello hello oh, yeah and all that th th those kind of songs so to see it from that to then then to like you know i saw it when i think it was in london i saw it there was like like 50 60 people in the crowd to oh, then seeing it like gosh. selling out like arenas like I mean, I'm talking as if I know her, like I don't, don't yeah. talk, but like, I hope so because I, I love, I love shit like that. Her voice is just so powerful, mm -hmm. isn't it? I always say people like that, I'd love to get a private function. I mean, that ain't going to happen, but you imagine having a private function <laughs> and she walks on stage and her oh. voice just boom would be I don't know, awesome. like if the guests that I've had on, I'm hoping to like pull a few strings down the line. Yes. <laughs> I've got a 30th birthday that I need to make up for. So yeah. <laughs> see if I can pull I a few if strings. I get, if I'll get any links to her, I'll fire, fire her your way. <laughs> there you go. Huge fan of the Hoosiers, you say? Oh. <laughs> I'll make a note of that he will, one. He probably, yeah. If he didn't like you asking that question about Mr. A, he ain't going to like me, is he? Yeah, he's never uh, going to talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right, so um, thanks ever so much for coming on today. Now, I always ask my guests uh, sort of a poignant note to finish on or a story or advice or whatever you want to say. Have you got something you'd like to finish on? I think it's, again, cheesy anything, but just do what's right for you. Yeah. Like, you know, we are in this generation of like, you know, everyone telling us what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. And, you know, there is so much pressure at the minute from like, whether it's the government or work or 
just you know whatever it is if it's making you happy just just run with it yeah and don't let anyone tell you differently definitely think. good 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 advice and if people want to get a hold of you or go into your podcast what's all your links and things like that um yeah so i'm on like instagram facebook twitter at at the um, waffle shop podcast um on spotify google um apple all that the usual wherever you listen to them just give it a search but yeah if like obviously if you're struggling or you fancy just having a waffle obviously drop me a message because i just love talking absolute shite so yes (laughs) just get in touch Well, look, hopefully we can collab or do something in the future, definitely, because I've loved having you on and, and it's such a good story. I'd love to. My face yeah. hurts. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to smiling this much. No, it's nice. It's nice because the thing is, you know, yeah, we've covered some, you know, some dark places, but the key is, you know, the voice is positive and, and that's mm. the key. I mean, I've put that on the, on the podcast, you know, we're going to cover some shit. We're going to cover some dark times. Yeah. But you've got to come out with something positive because if someone's listening to this and they're struggling, you want them to think, oh, hold on a second. I can talk to someone. I'm not alone. Yeah. You know? And that's that's the key, having having that turn. So Negatives to positives, always. Yes. Right. Well, look, thank you ever so much for coming on, Taylor. An absolute joy uh, and a laugh. And I'm sure we'll definitely do some <laughs> together again. God help the people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, take care and look after yourself and I'll speak to you soon yes mate and you so that's it massive thanks again to Taylor James uh, for joining me today and also you for listening make sure you follow the podcast because coming over the next up over the next month there are even more extraordinary interviews uh, the podcast will be streaming on the usual platforms including iTunes and Spotify so please leave a rating on there and subscribe it is important uh, to keep up to date with Facebook, uh, then it's My Way of Thinking Podcast. And also I'm on Twitter, which is My Way of Thinking, without a G on the end, a three instead. Every week I'll also put the whole conversation on YouTube. If you want to look for that, that's My Way of Thinking Podcast. And finally, if you want to get a touch in touch, if you want to get touch, if you want to get in touch or think you may be a great guest, then email me, mawatpodcast at aol.com. Also, be aware I'm going to be doing a Q&A about the uh, podcast shortly. So if you're thinking of any questions, then please drop me a line with those in as well. And I'll give you a shout out because people keep asking me, what's it all about? What's it all about? What's it all about? Anyway, until next time, God bless and take care. Mm-hmm.